This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. It's fight week. It's back, the World Boxing Super Series. And I'm delighted to be joined, as always, by King Kala Sauland. How are you, sir? I'm good, Rob. How are you, mate? Thank you for the royal introduction. We're back. We're excited. We're in fight week. Fever is on. And uh, oh, it's, it's great. I mean, it's a different, different type of fight week, but uh, it is... Not a different type of WBSS fight and not a different type of WBSS final. So from that point of view, couldn't be more delighted right now. You certainly look at Keller. I've caught up with you a couple of times over lockdown when we've been doing those bastard Zooms where we've been locked in our yeah. houses. You've yeah. got that famous Keller grin back. Yeah, really, yeah. really great stuff to have the World Boxing Super Series back. It is. It's got me grinning. It's got hopefully a lot of fans grinning. And, um, you know, there's been some great shows, to be fair. Um... You know, Matru, Moran, Top Rank, Team Sounders had a couple of good ones. Uh, but for me, this one is boxing's back. And that's not just because it's us doing it, um, WBSS. It's, it's the first big transatlantic collision of two giants in that weight class. The number one. Myris Bredis against the number two Yunlul Dortikos in that weight. And, you know, it's obviously for the Muhammad Ali trophy. It's, it's for, the, for the world championship, but it's also you know, for the ring magazine. But it's one of those ones where, you know, once again, as the WBSS tries to do, clear out all the rubbish and find out what the answers are, who the best in their weight class is. So, you know, it has the makings of another epic, um, we've been spoiled with, uh, with the finals and with other fights, you know, the semi-finals and been some great quarterfinals. But, you know, this one has a special feel to it, as always, around the final. And you can hear the church bells going in the background in, uh, in Munich here, in Bavaria. We're out somewhere in the countryside of outside of near these fantastic film studios, best film studios in Europe. And it's going uh, to be one hell of a night. It certainly is. I just correctly mentioned you've got uh, Myris Bredis and Junior Dortikos, familiar from the first season of the World Boxing Super Series where they both came up short in the semi-finals. What have you read from both of them going into this? The opportunity to go one step further, to get their hands on the Ali Trophy after coming so close against two brilliant fighters in Murat Gassiev and Alexander Usyk in the previous season. Yeah, I mean, I, funny enough, I asked that question to the fighters on the podium today at the press conference. And, um, you know, they both had very different semi-finals, you know, Uzik, Bredis, one of the best fights I've ever witnessed live, promoted, and it was simply, you know, both of the, actually both fights were that. They're both, were, but, but, but different. And Uzik, Bredis was, it was so close. It was, I mean, you know, you could have given it either way, a draw would have been absolutely fine. Um, if it had been a draw, the fourth judge had it for Bredis. So Uzik would have gone out in the semis and, Bredis would have gone on. So it was that close. Obviously very different to, to Dortikos, who went out in an all-out slugfest with, uh, with Gassiev and, and came up short. A bit. But it, you know, it was one of those you know, classic slugfests that we'll be watching in, in decades probably to come. Um, and he, he was very unlucky that you know, it was not, he wasn't the winner. So it was, it was both of them 
seem to, when they answer that question, it was exactly, your question was exactly what I wanted to hear from the fighters today. And it spurred them on, you know. Um, actually, Breedis went as far as to say he's happy now that it, it was not given for him because he's bettered himself as a fighter for it. He's corrected mistakes that he saw in that fight against Uzik, which was that close. And, and you know, that, that makes, makes a great fighter. So let's see, you know, he certainly showed it so far in the tournament. We'll see on, we'll see on Saturday night. If, if that's the case, so that he can do it against Dorticos, you know. And Dorticos was talking about going away and rebuilding and, 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 you know, they're both great athletes. They're both, you know, multiple world champions, decorated from head to toe. Don't need to talk about their credentials. And those knockout ratios, I mean, Dorticos, 91% at that level. Look at the level of opponents, you know, that they've been through, you know. Um, incredible, you know. I've listed them out today. These guys in the tournament, they've in the two seasons they've been through Mike Perez, um, Kudrashov, Gasiev, Uzik, uh, Matthias Masternak, um, Noel Gabor, Andrew Tabiti, Glavatsky. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, a who's who of the cruiserweight. So, those that knockout percentage from Dorticos is. Very impressive, 91%. And, and Breedis in his 70s, you know, 70%. I mean, Breedis actually came to Germany, um, you know, the place where no one could win a world championship and, um, and, and wipe the floor with Marco Hook to win his first world title uh, three, four years ago now. So they've been there, they've done it. It's not that this is their first, you know, big stage fight, they know, they know what it is. Of course, it's, it's behind closed doors. I don't think they both can remember boxing through, you know, lesser crowds and things. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very interesting um, on a sporting side, but also how they cope with the whole, the whole situation without mentioning that big C word. <laughs> yeah, the other big C word, I think it's probably important to point that out for those filthy-minded viewers that we have over at Boxing Social. Um, you make a good point there about the crowd, Caller. Um, I was, as you know, was booked in, hotel paid for, and all sorted for Riga for the yeah. original date. Riga, all everybody has ever told me that you must go and watch a fight in Riga. The atmosphere is second to none. There's We're not going to be that this time. Does that favour Dortacos, not having that kind of vociferous atmosphere of Riga, the, the homeland of Myris Bradis? I think there's fighters, um, there's fighters who, who pick up on a crowd during a fight. Ricky Hatton's a great example. Um, I don't think neither of them are that. They're both very tunneled guys. They go in there to do a job. Um, I, I, I don't think that will make much difference. You know, I think there's other fighters who really thrive on that crowd, you know. Um, so that's going to be, you know, I've seen fighters talking about it. Can they get up for it? I saw Josh, Josh Taylor making a, a comment, I think it was during lockdown, where he said, you know, am I going to be able to get up for that fight? He's fighting Saturday also, great fight. Um, you know, there, there will be fighters who I think that they'll, they'll have to learn to adapt. Now, champions at this level, they adapt for a lot of much harder things than not here in the crowd. But of course, there are some that, you know, thrive on it. I mean, 
I remember actually, you know, um, not so long ago, actually a year ago, was watching the, uh, the, the Price Chisora fight. And I remember the first time the whole of the O2 was singing Del Boy's name, you know, and I promoted Del Boy for a number of years. And Del Boy's also boxed in front of very small crowds and not always been, you know, on big pay-per-view events. And I think that really gave him something in the ring that night. I could, you could almost feel it off. You know, when you watch the fighter a lot of times and you know, know the individual, Del Boy fed off the crowd that night and you could see him suddenly surge and, and, and finish the fight off. It was just before the end. And that, I don't, I don't think that that's the case with these two. But once again, you know, we're talking here as, 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 as boxing experts and fans and whatever, but, you know, at the end of the day, the guys in the ring, well, they'll, they'll show up on Saturday. Now, we mentioned, obviously, the, the names and, and the stellar names that, that both men have come through, not just in this season, but also season one. There's been, obviously, now this significant break. Does this kind of make it more of a standalone fight? Obviously, I'd, I'd probably assume that Dorcos would have been the guy who was coming in with the momentum. That's now kind of been stripped away. Would you agree with that? I think, I, I think, I think anyone boxing now going straight into a big fight like this is going to... Um, going to have to train in a very different way. Now, first of all, when you're training during the, when I have to use the C word, during the corona times, you, you're gonna have to adapt your training routine to, to, to what it normally is. Normally you get, you speak to your, I'm talking about the big top end, main event fights. You talk to your promote, you get a fight, you get a date, you get the opponent, you know, you get a selection of opponents. Right? So that's a bit different right now. You're going to be boxing often on shorter notice. You're going to be often told this is the opponent and not this is, well, look, we could look at these three guys or girls and, you know, we'll tell us which one you like the most. We'll see if we can cut a deal. That ain't the case now. That's not the case in the World Boxing Super Series anyways because, you know, you're in the tournament and, 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 and there's a tournament tree and you've got to fight the, the, the people who put in front of you. But generally... The training is going to be a lot different for fighters at the moment because you're relying on not your promoter, you're relying on what certain government decisions are around fight sports, you know, around, you know, you see broadcasters also, they're, they're tensively coming out, but it's not like this surge, you know, it's not like a surge of, of big fights being announced, which a lot of people expected, you know, we expected, all right, gates go up and it's come out now. Obviously, you know, match report on that fight camp over quite a few weeks. But, they, you know, with due respect to the people who fought, there wasn't, there wasn't, wasn't any huge fights. There wasn't, you know, unifications and things like that. You know, that wasn't the case. Yeah? White Povetkin wasn't a world type fight. It was a great fight and it was a big fight. But it, but it wasn't an American and an English guy, you know, coming across. It, it, it was, of course, a very different type of fight. Um, so, you see that everyone's still cautious. I mean, I think it's terrific that yesterday, um, Chisora Uzi getting announced um, with or without crowds. And I think that that's what promoters are going to have to start doing. Fighters and promoters are going to have to start understanding that there's a financial fee for some type of an event and there's financial fee for another type of event. Because economics, of course, are quite different. Um, 
But, the, but going back to the training part, you know, it is going to be a little bit more, even for the big stars, it's going to be, it's not going to be a case of, yeah, I fancy that weekend and I fancy that venue. No, that ain't going to happen. You, know, you would have told me that this fight was going to take place in a, in a film studio in, in, in Munich, you know, uh, a few months ago. And I said, yeah, I can't see that happening. But here we are. You know, and we're delighted to be here. So, so you know, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly changed. Got to, get, got to get your own fight island, Calla. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, at the moment, Rob, you've got to, you've just got to move. And, and move and think after almost. Because if you're relying on, oh, well, they're going to bring this down in a month and this is going to change and we'll wait till this forget it go out and grab it you know go out and grab it with both hands and, and move forward and let them tell you that ain't the way you're going to do it and not the other way around because if you're waiting it, you won't come you won't go forward in the sport alone you need to go can't do it and not the other way around without breaking any laws yeah <laughs> Good, good little end disclaimer there. I like that. Always thinking about me. Don't Hello. do this at home. Do people. Do not do this at home. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yesterday if on Twitter. Do, if you do, just say Calla told you to. <laughs> Judge Calla. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, you set the cat amongst the pigeons yesterday, as you usually do, talking about a heavyweight world boxing super yeah. series. Kind of talk to me about it. First of all, I put the cat amongst the pigeons. It was a, it was a few cats amongst quite a few pigeons, actually. In fact, I called it a whole veterinary surgery full of cats, you know. So, um, yeah. Is it the first time I mentioned it? I don't think so. Um, yeah, call it lockdown madness. Um, I think we're, we're obviously looking now what, what waits to do in season three. The final's over Saturday. The attention immediately turns to season three. And those bells again, by the way, in the background. Um, I, f I feel like I'm in church. Um, <laughs> I better not lie. I better not lie right now. Um, so, you know, when I, when I look at, at the weights, those weights I look at, I put together my suggestions, those go to a board and the board then ultimately decides which ones are, the, are deemed the best suggestions. And amongst those ones are the heavyweights, right? So, yes, we are looking at them. We can confirm that. Um, but we are also looking at, you know, like I've, the other one that's seemed to put the cat amongst a few pigeons, I've said the females, you know, and it, it, the females, it's not only one weight, there's a couple of weights you look at, the super feathers, the, 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 the welterweight, uh, catch weight, you know, so those, you know, I've added to the list in case anyone's watching what I've been saying pre-lockdown and post-lockdown, I've added to that the middleweights, you know, uh, I still love the flies and the super flies, maybe even the catch weight, shake it up a bit, you know, um, but, you know, it is, a, it is a special time in everything. I'm not going to use the C word. And in this special time, it's time maybe for a special version of the WBSS, maybe a special thinking outside the box version. Do you go just with one weight 
Should go with just with maybe semi-finals in the final, you know? Do we have to go with a, with a shortened version of the tournament, for example? Um, you know, do we have to look at it behind closed doors in case we can't go? And, and by the way, there I see us in a, in a very good position to deliver to the market a, a season long of events, even if shit hits the fan, yeah? I think that there we are in a much better place than, you know, if we were a normal promoter. It's a, it's a, we have a different setup, we have a different, different model, you know? Um, can't give away all the secrets there. Um, but, but I do feel that we're in a, we're in a very strong position to, 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 to do that. And we've had some great talks with certain promoters you know, um, and, um, you know, we, we, listen, we work well with all the promoters because we're not really promoters ourselves. We're put on a tournament. So especially at this time, I'm not going to use a C word, um, <laughs> this special time, I'm going to use it special. So when I say special today, I'm, I'm talking about the C times. So we're in this special time, it's very important to work together and yeah, we want to be doing our thing. They want to be doing their thing, but working together, you know, and we blended well into the ecosystem of boxing. We worked with all the promoters very well. Maybe some a little bit more than with others, you know, but the door's always open. And, um, you know, I, I've never held with the big promoters. I have house here and there, but mostly made up and kissed afterwards. And, um, you know, never let your egos or personalities or whatever get in the way of making a good, a good tear up. Yeah, that's very well said. That's something that me and you have spoken about in several instances before, particularly during lockdown with kind of trying to guess what the future was going to look like. We spoke about the potential for promoters to start working together. With that in mind, what do you make of Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren? I spoke to Eddie yesterday. Eddie said that he, they've actually arranged a date now, apparently, for them to have lunch. Surely got to be good for boxing if, big if. It comes off. So what, was it, what, what was the latest on it? Because I have been following that. It's, it's like a little bit of watching EastEnders. Um, you know, you're sort of hooked on the, uh, will they go for lunch? You know, I mean, you'd think you're talking about a pair of, uh, but anyway, it's, not, <laughs> it, it, it's a bit bizarre, isn't it? I mean, are we talking about, you know, you know, I mean, um, I had lunch with Eddie a couple of weeks ago. Frank, don't get jealous. Um, I love that for, you love brunch for you as well, Frank. Um, and I'm sure we'll do that in the next in the next weeks to, to to look at what what we can do together on the WBSS. But but I think it's great they're talking. Do I really give a shit? No. Um, am I interested by the story? <laughs> it's quite a funny story, isn't it? You know, Frank's great on um, on uh, on his interviews. Um, you know, and, and Eddie's fantastic on social media, as we all know. So you know, you know, they're they're very funny in their own way. And you know, I'll, listen. When you're in the environment, I love characters, and I think you know. I think the whole storyline's good for boxing itself. But but let's let's skip past it. I just I can't see much coming out of that lunch apart from maybe a couple of bottles of empty wine. What they need is a good mediator. Yeah, I don't think I'm the right person for that. <laughs> but but no, but I'm joking aside. Yeah, maybe maybe they need to take their networks to the lunch as well. I don't know. Um, but, you know, 
I, I'm not, I, I'm, I, at the moment, unfortunately, I haven't got too much time to think about their lunch, but um, <laughs> it, is, it is funny and it's, a, and it's a funny one. And I'm enjoying the banter back and forth between the two of them as, as we all are. But, um, but my focus right now is on, on, on this final this weekend and then, and then ramping up season three. That's, uh, that's, the, next, uh, that's the next one. And, you know, that's a, that's a lot of work. It certainly is. And with that in mind, final question. Uh, we mentioned uh, Alexander Usyk and Derek Chisora, two men that you know very, very well earlier on. As you mentioned, it was announced yesterday. Talk yeah. to me about the fight. Don't sit on the fence. Who wins that fight? Hey, you've got to say Usyk. But I love Del. So I'm going to give Del a shot at it. Um, I just got to ask me to sit on the fence. Can we do this like close to the fight, Rob? Give me a little breathing space. Let me have a think about it. Because, you know, and I'm, I'm delighted for Del because he's, he's, you know, solid, solid fella. Not only that he's solid physically, but he's actually a, he's a cool character. Actually, you know, I kept on bumping into Del at the butchers during lockdown. And um, we, had a, we had a good chat and catch up. And, you know, we had some great times with Derek and I'll always, always, uh, always treasure those times. Uh, even when he's sworn at me in public and whatever, but, you know, we always kissed the maid up pretty quick. Um, but, you know, you've got to give it to Dell. You've got to give it to Dell for doing it and for turning his career around. I think... Whatever the hey, the, you know, David's influence on Derek or whether it's something around there, it does seem to be a spark between the pair of them, which is, just think about it. I mean, when I was promoting hey, it was the time when it all kicked off with, with Derek, you know? I mean, I remember them chasing around West End restaurants with knives, you know? Um, it was all sorts going on and here they are you know and, and that's great to see because they're both I, I get on very well with david as well they're 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 really they're, i think they're a real dynamic duo in boxing you know and I, I enjoy i enjoy watching them together in their you know the funny clips they've done in recent times and i promoted music as well so in fact i've promoted all, all three and they're all fascinating very different to work with you know um I would say uh, all very different to what we're trying to think how to sum them all up. But um, so it's an eclectic mix. And, and the reason I'm bringing David, I think David also has a factor in this fight. You know, he's, 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 he's clearly saying the right things to Derek. He's got Derek in a good place. Um, that Derek has come on and, and like the way he did a job on Pricey, who I've also promoted. <laughs> so it's so, I, if you would have said to me two years ago, three years ago, Price, Chisora, I said, and I, actually there was once I think we tried to make the fight, I would have said Price would have been the favourite, strong favourite. Derek didn't give him a chance, you know? So Derek has really come on. And the fight that for me mentally changed it was the one in Manchester, where, where uh, the first um, Dillian White fight. Derek was different that night. There was something that happened, and only he will know what that was. I don't think it was anything in particular. Maybe it was throwing the, trying to take my head off of that table that he threw over me at the press conference. But he's really come alive. And credit to him. You know, Derek is, 
he loves boxing. He loves, you know, he loves training. He loves, you know, I saw him recently training MMA, the crazy man, you know, he, but he loves it. And, 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 you know, good on him. And, um, you know, I'm gonna really, it's going to really be different for me to pick a winner on that. Um, but we'll do that close to the point. I will give you an answer. But I've got to say, Derek has that momentum with him. And people will say, you're nuts. But, you know, Uzi, you can't argue with the skill set. Like David A said in an interview, he said, look, look, look at their records. And look at the, look at the, look at the, the CVs. But that all goes out the window. When that bell goes, it's a terror, you know? So, you know, on the street, I know would win. Yeah. So, you know, of course, it's, it's, it's in a ring, it's the rules. And, 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 and Uzik is by far the, the much technically superior, but he's one of the best technically gifted boxers on the planet. So, that's not, even, that's not saying Dell ain't gifted as I am, but Dell brings something else. He brings, as he puts it, he brings war, you know? And, and I think that's the mentality, you know? And maybe, it's, maybe, it's, maybe I'll just crack it. I think that bit, since he's using this war, thing you know it seems to his attitude is different it's not you know Derek turning up the bad boy you know and he comes up with his bandana and it kicks off occasionally here and there you know and tables go flying and bottles get thrown and you know you know I've been ch I've chased Derek through I've chased after Derek sorry not chased Derek I've chased after Derek through hotel kitchens where he's been chasing Bulgarian fans before the Pulev fight this is and, and, and tables and God knows what from the key. I've been there with Derek. I've been in the trenches with Derek. I've seen it all. And I said, I love the guy. And um, yeah, I think, it, I, think it's, I think it's a cracking fight. And what a date to put it on. Halloween. Hats off, Chaddy. That's a, that's a good date. That's a good date. No, I like that. I like that. I love a bit of that. Okay, well, we look forward to it. Also, look forward, of course, to the final of the World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight Edition. It's Myra Spray. This is Junior Dorcos. The World Boxing Super Series is back. Callis Allen, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks very much for Thank speaking to Thank you very much, Rob. I look and, forward um, to seeing the, the next the one we do live, my friend. We do it live and Absolutely. in the flesh. <laughs> All right, Calla. Thanks very much. Out from Germany. Cheers, Calla. <laughs>